Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Titans of Customer Engagement podcast. Today, we're joined by Maria Agneva. Maria is the Senior Director of Community and Customer Marketing at Invoca. Invoca is a leader in AI-powered conversation intelligence for revenue teams that enables marketing, sales, customer experience, and e-commerce teams to understand and immediately act on the information consumers share via conversations. Thanks for joining us today, Maria. Now, I know everyone's tuning in to hear from you about your recent launch of the Invoca community, but you did let it slip before the recording that you're a Severance fan, so I regret to inform you all listeners, you are now listening to Chorus's new Severance podcast. Maria, how great is that show? <laughs> that show is pretty amazing, and I'm happy to be on this podcast. Excellent. Well, thank you again for joining us. I'm really excited to get to talk to you about the Invoca community that you are successfully on the other side of launching. Thank you. Thank you. To kind of kick us off, maybe tell us about what drove Invoca to launch a community in the first place. Yeah, great question. So um, Invoca is a SaaS company. And as every SaaS company has to do, um, uh, the ability for us to retain our customers, to make them happy and to help them adopt our product is paramount. Without our customers um, uh, continuing to choose Invoca every year at renewal, uh, we won't have much of a business just as much as every other SaaS business. And so um, community is is uh, is an imperative uh, for businesses like ours, uh, where we have to, as we grow, uh, we have to continue to support our customers in their entire customer journey from the moment that they sign on the dotted line um, through advocacy, right? Think about that entire journey and the community is a great way um, to to deliver on that promise uh, to make sure that we are supporting every single customer wherever they might be in their journey, uh, whatever their use case um, and strategic goal uh, concerning Invoca could be. Uh, community offers uh, an amazing and scalable way for our customers uh, to learn more, to get better at their craft, to connect with each other and with us um, in a very um, uh, efficient and effective manner um, that saves time, that helps people just get better at their jobs and help helps people also become uh, greater advocates and thought leaders in their own right. Our product is still, um, it's, an, it's a new category Conversation intelligence uh, is a category that we're building. And so um, it's as our customers are discovering new and interesting ways um, to use our product to propel themselves towards a, a complete digital transformation, um, they community offers a great opportunity to learn more, but also to share um, and for our customers to become uh, real thought leaders um, in this new space, um, and to um, uh, to really benefit um, yeah. career-wise from being on the um, you know on the front lines of this um, of building this new category. Absolutely. And one of the things I love in the way that you've kind of framed up the need for community is is that it really does run the gamut of that entire customer journey and. I don't know, I find that many times part of the challenge for community professionals is like you're accountable in two directions, right? It's to your customers. Are you building something that works well for them, which clearly you had in mind from jump. But what about the flip side of that internally back to the business as you're thinking about a community that addresses the entirety of that customer journey? 
That takes a lot of negotiation, education, information gathering internally. How did you go about kind of gathering that alignment within Invoca? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think um, this is a really important step that I think if you shortcut around this step, you're just not going to be as successful as you could mm -hmm. be. And I think you could potentially shortchange um, the impact that your community could have, uh, the reach that it could have, the surface area that your program could have at your organization, and also your own career growth, right? So don't shortchange yourself, don't shortchange your community, don't shortchange uh, your community mem members, and really think through very carefully how you want to structure um, your community offering and alignment internally before you ever um, listen to a, um, a demo from a tools <laughs> vendor like Koros, right? You need to really understand like what it is that you're trying to do to have a meaningful business impact. And so how that showed up for us is when I came into the role, um, the uh, quote unquote community itself did not exist like on a web page. Although of course community always exists. We have an amazing Absolutely. user conference that happens once a year. Um, and in between that, the customers are very passionate uh, about the space. They talk to each other and that is always the best part um, of the conference. Uh, but I digress. Um, before the community existed on a web page for us, um, it was really, really important as I came into this role uh, for me to really build a, a cross-functional, a, a great degree of cross-functional mm -hmm. alignment. And so um, I assembled a um, steering committee. Um, that committee had um, executive members of the executive team pretty much from across the organization, um, just because community is such a cross-functional discipline. Absolutely. Again, you would shortchange yourself uh, if there is a part of the business that you left off. So, you know, there was representation, obviously, from marketing and uh, customer success and the revenue side, um, as well as product um, and so on and so forth. And so community impacts all of those groups and can be impacted by all of those groups. So it was really, really important for all of us um, to get on the same page. And so the purpose of the steering committee was first and foremost to agree on a community strategy um, that would be meaningful to our business, um, to the key goals that we have um, as an organization. And so uh, with that strategy, we were able to then take the next step, uh, which is figure out how we're gonna measure this community, right? So you have your goals and your strategy, and then you have to be accountable to the same group around how did you do relative to these goals. And so establishing a measurement mechanism uh, was really, really important. So that became part of that strategy discussion, again, before we ever talked um, to a vendor. Once we completely aligned on that, um, then uh, we spun up a um, technology um, council. Um, that would be the group, um, again, from across the organization. Um, this group would be responsible for making a recommendation to the steering committee around which tools um, would support 
these goals that we had decided upon. And so only then um, did we start talking to various vendors. And again, the Technology Council was able to make a couple of recommendations to the steering committee. And the steering committee then was able to go back to the strategy and the um, measurement framework that we mapped out and make a final choice based on that. Um, not necessarily, you know, um, on any like one thing, um, such as, hey, we're just going to choose the cheapest platform <laughs> that would not do the trick. And that would actually not allow us to meet our goals as we stated them. Right. And so that's kind of how the mechanics of that whole process worked. Um, we hit a couple of, uh, you know, just the, like in every implementation, we've hit a couple of roadblocks, uh, but our ability to get across those roadblocks was actually, I attributed to this kind of cross-functional alignment because if um, you have a roadblock and you bring it up to someone and they're like, what, what are you working <laughs> on community? I've never heard of this, right? So their desire to help you is just like, I mean, I'm sure they're a nice person and want to help you, but they they don't really have a great understanding of how it fits into uh, our overall strategy as a company, right? And because this was such a far-reaching uh, project, uh, it was such a heavy lift for so many teams. It was really, really important for us to kind of ground in the same strategy and have a similar understanding of what um this initiative uh was really there to do and so the support for it was able to be maintained even as we went through um roadblocks as every implementation i'm sure does absolutely and i have to imagine that maintenance of support is such a critical facet of putting together that committee because i think regardless of whether that happens for a community during implementation or not it's going to happen eventually, right? So I think part of what I'm hearing in yes, your response exactly. is that you maybe slowed down ostensibly what could have been a fast launch process with the sole intent of saying, I'm going to slow down so we can move faster later. Is that fair? Is that what you've kind of found in practice? That's exactly it. You know, um, my favorite saying, well, at least one of my favorite sayings is, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Like uh, the origins of the saying are disputed. Some people say <laughs> it's an African proverb. Uh, some, I don't know. I, I don't actually know where it came from, but I love it because it really, really sums up uh, the crux of this approach, right? So earlier in my career, you know, my bias, having worked in like so many startups, the bias is always for action and for yeah. moving fast, right? And um, I have done uh, community implementations that have, you know, were just basically me and a technical resource, <laughs> and they were done in three months. And then you launch it and people were like, what is this? Um, and so, you know, just like as I've matured as a community professional, I've realized that that doesn't actually serve anyone, mm -hmm. including myself. It doesn't serve the organization or the community members because you have blind spots, right? It doesn't matter how uh, well connected and in the know you are in your organization, you have blind spots. There is no way that you can know everything that's happening uh, in your organization. And so you need all these people to uh, stress test your strategy and really kind of put their own um, thing into it. Uh, and that's how you become successful, right? So 
you have to have to have to assemble um, that base of support. And as I mentioned, you know, you, you don't you don't know what you don't know. And so with each cross-functional conversation, you become that much smarter and your strategy is that much richer and informed with actual facts. And you're all of a sudden like solving a problem for other people. And that's how you become like a strategic resource for the organization because you never want to go into it building a community uh, just because everyone else is doing it. You wanted to solve real problems for your organization. That's how you become a strategic resource. That's how you continue to grow your community practice, get more funding, uh, grow a team. Uh, but you have to come to the table with real solutions and you don't know what those are until you open up your ears and you assemble this council and you 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 listen to feedback and you understand like what is actually needed. So we slowed way down to <laughs> to to go further together. Well, it's it's clearly paying dividends because I think even I'm, I'm noticing even some of the language you use to describe your community. Uh, it's a customer community, right? It's across that customer journey. And I think so often we find folks on the other side of launch that are like, oh, no, to the best of my intentions, I ended up launching a support community, right? Which is like a way that people just customers don't think about that engagement. They think about it holistically, the way you sort of assembled that team in the first place. What does this look like across that entire gamut? I do have a question for you that I would imagine was maybe a little bit tricky in that steering committee process. Since you had representatives from kind of across the organization, you mentioned setting KPIs and goals up front. How did you land at those? I can imagine everyone wanted something a little bit different in that process. Yes and no. Uh, you know, we have kind of our North Star metrics that the whole company um rallies around we have like five key initiatives and so we just made sure that community uh really laddered up to those and those are company-wide initiatives so they they are important to everyone right just mm. because you are in, on a different team it still means that like retention is a key metric right it still means that top line revenue growth is a key metric um so they're important to everyone, even if it's not part of your day job. Um, and so, um, of course, right, bringing different people together and even different teams within the same department, it helped us um, just kind of finesse those metrics a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Uh, instead of like, yeah, okay, here's like uh, a retention goal for all the customers in the community, great. But like under that, like how are we gonna get there are kind of smaller bite-sized metrics that kind of would ladder up to this one big KPI. Um, so it just helped us get a little bit smarter around uh, the metrics and like how we're, how we're measuring. Um, but you know, I, there wasn't like too much debate and too many people kind of pulling in different directions um just because you know we're such a well-oiled machine our <laughs> executive team is is really amazing and and yeah. very focused and so um i guess i'm lucky in those respects absolutely um, but yeah well, that's that's fantastic and i am curious as you were kind of pulling together folks from some of those various teams was there a team that was really interested, was really keen on getting involved that you were a little bit surprised by that, that you just didn't expect would have such a keen, interesting community? Was there a team um, post-launch? I was actually asked to present to um, 
enterprise sales team, which typically um, sales does not tend to be on the forefront of like, you know, the community strategy. Um, it's mostly kind of customer success, customer support. That's typically where community um, tends to stem from, right? Um, but, you know, like, something that we try to do like on an ongoing basis and just uh, keep up um, community, um, keep community front and center in, in people's brains, right? So um, when there's an opportunity to talk about community in the context of like key initiatives, we, we always try to take that opportunity. And so as we kind of make the rounds uh, <laughs> to different team meetings and different um, internal speaking opportunities, you know, people, um, not everyone hears every message, but, you know, you say something enough times and folks are like, oh, I see how this is relevant to mm -hmm. me. And so it was great to see um, kind of the interest in community be generated, not just from the typical teams, uh, but also the sales team, which is awesome because community is such a sales, can be such a sales accelerator, right? You build a world-class community and then customers end up buying your product on the strength of your community. Absolutely. Uh, it's just, it's more customer evidence that's in there, that's in the conversations that you're hosting in the community, um, your you know knowledge base and articles are out there so people, don't have to look too far. They understand exactly what they're signing up for when they sign up uh, for your uh, uh, for your uh, product or service, and so it can be like a sales accelerant. Like ultimately, here's the thing: like we all know this to be true. Community helps everyone. Yes, and everyone also can help community, right? So um, the fact that people are seeing it is wonderful, and I just hope that it. We'll continue to keep it uh, front and center and really top of mind for folks so that they can think of it uh, when they're thinking about uh, their day jobs and how it can help them. Absolutely. I think it's so cool that the sales team in particular saw some of that because to your point, it is it's relatively rare, right? And I think it makes sense, though. There's some stat that I'm probably bungling. That's like 80% of the sales process happens before someone ever reaches out to you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And like, right. what that's better right. role for community to play than that, right? There is the yeah. source for that 80% of effort to happen before they reach yeah. out. Community can be top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. It's the for whole customers, thing. For everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole thing. Absolutely. I am curious on sort of the other side of launch now, some of those relationships and the steering committee that you set up as a function of, of kind of strategy setting and launch, how is it helping you now? Is that steering committee staying in place post-launch? What does that look like for y'all? Yeah, we kept the, uh, the steering committee in place. We've added new members too. And so um, the way that we communicate and again, we launched just like three months ago. Uh, and so there, I can't say we have like a rigorous process yet, but we have uh, the beginnings of a process, right? So um, our intention is to do a monthly readout um, to let the stakeholders know like what's been going on with community and what our next steps are and to call out um, potentially places uh, we're blocked if we are. Mm -hmm. Um, to solicit help. Again, this is like um, a, a committee that's bought into the community. Um, and so um, they want to help, 
right? As much as like it makes sense and as much as like the things that we have on our roadmap are actually continuing to ladder up to our key objectives and, and uh, meeting our KPIs. And so this is like a great place, um, not just to come to <laughs> with issues, uh, but to be like, hey, you know, like to really kind of reach the potential, like this is what we're considering. Uh, we're doing some due diligence. If we decide to go this way or that way, you know, we may need this resource over here or this other resource. And so kind of before, before you even get to the point of like, I need this, I need a person to do this. Um, you kind of, you've laid it out, right? So people understand like why you're asking for stuff. Um, but also just uh, getting into the habit of reporting out um, mm. on how you're meeting those goals. And I'll be honest right now, we're three months in. And so the, the, let's say the link between community participation and retention uh, I could not make a good faith argument, right? Totally. At this point, Early three days. months in, like that's something you you look at like six months, <laughs> nine months, 12 months after the fact. Um, it just, it wouldn't be a good faith kind of uh, reporting argument. But, you know, at this point, like we're reporting on kind of vanity metrics, right? Like how much of our um, uh uh, customer population is actually in community. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? How much time they're spending on, on community? Where we see the risks? Um, where do we see the trends? And starting to build those trends before we can actually start to report on those good um, business metrics that we established. Again, cannot I cannot possibly say that we have met uh, we have laddered up to our company's goals after being in market for like three months. That's just three that's months. Kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. In three months, we've solved all the problems. Uh, it's just an, not an honest argument, right? So, you know, we're getting there. We're having those conversations. Uh, it's again, we're going slow uh, so we can go fast later. Um, and uh, really, you know, fine tuning that measurement model, right? I'm working with our BI team and our um, uh, customer success operations team to come up with those frameworks uh, that really, really work. Um, and this team is helping me kind of challenge some assumptions uh, around our data models and stuff like that. So it is all good. Fantastic. I am curious. I've got maybe like a hyper logistical question for you. For folks listening that are interested in putting together a steering committee in their organization, how did you go about it? Did you ask for folks to be assigned? Did you like recruit volunteers? What was that process like? Yeah, so the steering committee was primarily um, started out at least with um, most of the executive team okay. and their kind of direct um lieutenants for lack of a better word so um yeah i was new to the organization so this was kind of part of me making the rounds anyway so mm -hmm. i would reach out to each of the people and say like hey i'm new here i'd love to just jump on your calendar and um just talk to you like see what's what's see what's going on in your world and how a community can help you and then once i've kind of understood a little bit more about each of the different worlds that exist across different departments. Um, then once it came time to um, really assemble the team, I went back to those same people and be like, hey, I'm, you know, this thing that we talked about uh, when I first joined, uh, 
we're doing it. Um, <laughs> so I would love to have a steering committee um, that's very kind of high level and just involved in strategy. Uh, would you would you like I'd love for you to be on it. What do you think about that? And everyone joined and some people also recommended that like, you know, this person on their team and this other person yeah. on their team and this other person on their team. Uh, also, like in the leadership ranks, um, be involved, <laughs> and then from that point, the um, the technical council, um, the one that was actually like digging into due diligence on platforms, that was yeah. I used the help of the people on the steering committee to pinpoint who those people in their organizations were, but again, I kind of kept an eye on um, making it super cross functional. So like lots of operations folks. So yeah. we had somebody like anyone who owns like any kind of, uh, platform or technology or data within the organization, like was part of that conversation. So obviously our, um, technology team, like who's, uh, cause there's also like internal SSO, there's external <laughs> SSO, right? There's, the folks who um, have the keys to our Okta, the folks who maintain our Salesforce, which also happens to be the same team, the folks who um, maintain our data and our BI systems, um, the folks who um, run our like marketing tech stack, uh, the folks who run the uh, the same thing, but on the customer success team, right? Gainsight and Salesforce and like, all those um, tools that we as B2B companies are like very familiar with. Um, so because what you don't want to do again is catch people by surprise and have like, and have like this um, platform Koros or whatever, all of a sudden like writing data to Salesforce and people are like, Absolutely. what is this? Right? <laughs> so you want to understand like how it integrates, like how do integrations work and, are you going to create a mess with data and what data comes in, what data comes out? And then there's folks who are just um, going to need to be there as you're doing the work. Um, so, yeah, that um, it was a process, you know, to find the right people. But I think, you know, we're we're not we're not like a super huge company, so I could fairly easily do that your mileage may vary if you <laughs> your company is like hundreds of thousands of people yeah, yeah um but i'm sure you can find them yeah a few more doors to knock on in that scenario yeah well it, it sounds like things are going pretty well you're three months in what's next what's on the horizon for the invoca community no oh, good question um so we're, what's on our plate right now, like immediately right now, is we have our uh, our amazing uh, conference coming up actually next week uh, called Invoca Summit. Yes, very exciting. Um, and community is a place where folks can connect um, before the show, during the show, and uh, maintain those conversations and relationships that they started to build after. So that's really, really important um, to us. Because uh, again, like every community, you have to look for opportunities to be relevant um, and to be part of the discourse and to uh, be introduced into natural touch points for your customers. Um, so it just kind of naturally flows. And again, you're solving problems that exist um, instead of just inventing new ones. Uh, continuing to drive engagement uh, by customers and employees 
super, super important for every community and just continuing to improve our support experience um, for our customers and for our agents um, as we're using the Quoros support portal as the front end and um, Salesforce as the back end, continuing to make sure that that experience is clean and easy for everyone to use. Um, those are key kind of immediate goals for the rest of the year. Cool. I look forward to seeing some of that in action. I think this has been extremely useful for folks who are thinking about setting up a steering committee, whether they've got an existing community or not. Maybe as kind of our, our closing question I'll pose to you, what's the most important action or next step that you'd recommend folks take if they do want to set something up like that in their organization? That's a great question. You have all the great questions. <laughs> um, I say that like after every question, that's a great question. This is a great question. No, this one's better. Um, no, but it, it really is um, a really great thing um, to think about. I, I think the most important um, is kind of like, it's almost like a leadership quality, I would say, um, is uh, your opportunity to intake process um, and do something with feedback, right? Because mm. You're assembling this committee, um, not just to inform people, like you want to have a strong stance, right? You want to have, you don't want to, these are executives, right? You're not going to walk in without like <laughs> at least a scaffolding of <laughs> yeah, a strategy, yeah. right? You, you want to have a point of view uh, and you want to present it, but you need to leave enough room for people to give feedback and to help you shape strategy because if you come to people with something that's already fully done, that's not really an engaging experience for anyone. And it's, it, it, you're again, missing an opportunity um, to co-create um, this with other people and to make it really, really resonant and really meaningful across the organization. So I would say that's like asking for feedback and really doing something with it, I think is, is a bit of a, science a bit of an art but i think if you can nail that all of your um kind of internal and external collaboration will just go a lot smoother not just in this context of a, an executive steering committee but in anything right you want to uh, understand how to ask for feedback and how to integrate it into what you're doing and then communicate back to people like this this is what i've done does this still continue to meet uh, your goals and have that door open, right? And have, and this is where like you start to build trust with people is if you are really earnest in trying to solicit this feedback and trying to bring solutions to the table, it's not always going to work out. You're not always going to nail it. No one ever does. You're going to have some flubs, some big ones, some small <laughs> ones. But as long as you have that trusted uh, relationship, you can both bounce back and um, kind of be be stronger um, in terms of um, keeping each other accountable and just driving the initiative forward because it's not about just like one KPI or one initiative or one program. It's about like, uh, it's a thing. Community is like a way of life. It's a way of thinking about your business. And so it's a discipline, right? So you have to keep moving it forward as you would in discipline. So pretend you're like, you know, a C-level executive, even if you're not, like you have to think of it as like a business unit and drive it forward in the same way. 
So you asked for one action, <laughs> I gave you like 10, but I think it I'll all kind of grounds in the same thing, basically. Yeah, no, I love, I mean, that notion of, of just reciprocity, right? That there's got to be something in it for, for everyone. And it, it does, sometimes it feels like these conversations become like the snake eating its own tail, right? Because as you talk longer, you're like, wait, that's community. <laughs> wait, this is community. <laughs> like, it's listening and taking in that feedback and acting on it, right? That's, that's inherent in all of it. Yeah. And just realize that you're there to solve um, business problems, right? It's absolutely community is how you do it. But problem solving is what you do. I love that. Right. And so if you think of yourself in that in that vein, you will be a strategic resource and you will be somebody that people think about not as an afterthought, um, but as a crucial part of the business to meet its goals. Absolutely. Well, I can think of no better spot to call our conversation to an end. Maria, thank you so much for your time today. It has been hugely inspirational. I have no doubt this is going to be extremely beneficial to all who are listening. Thank you so much. Thank you. It is my pleasure. Thanks so much for your time and for having me on and letting me opine about all things community. I had a blast. Me too. Thank you again. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for spending time with us today on Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a review, and spread the word. Your feedback means a lot to us. Continue the conversation on Koros Atlas at community.koros.com. Until next time. The CX world is now digital first. It's what customers expect, and Koros can help. Koros is an award-winning customer engagement platform built to turn those siloed interactions with your customer into enterprise value. You can harness the power of human connection across the customer experience, from outbound marketing, social, messaging, chat, and SMS, to owned and digital communities. Customer engagement means staying always connected. Find out how customer-first software and services can make you a titan of customer engagement at koros.com.